Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Freeman Mazda Hyundai. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Will. Skywalker Steel. We are back. Wait, one more time, one more time. We are back. I'm hyped too, PZ. I'm hyped too. It has been a nice little break but every time i take a break man and i start to get the show fired up i start putting things in i look into the chat you know i see you guys talking makes me miss you makes me miss you even more man so i'm glad to be back today we cracked the top 20 of our top 40 cowboys players right and I know y'all going to kill me for some of these, but so what? I love it. I love when y'all disagree with some of these rankings because we can have some good conversations. So we'll talk about this top 20. I'll get your thoughts on the whole situation, and I'll give you mine as well. Plus, in the roundup, we got another rumor. I mean, this is rumor season, right? You just got to pick and choose your battles on which rumors to actually talk about. And and, and this one, it got brought up earlier in the, in the offseason season. But now we're getting to a point where a camp is coming up. So I want to bring it back up and see what y'all have to say. Plus, the Cowboys did sign somebody. I mean, Stephen Jones did say that he was going to sign somebody. So here comes the money. Here come. Here comes the money. Cowboys Nation. We got that signing we were looking for in a way. And we'll talk about that as well. But first up, Bomb Squad was good. CJ, I was going to come on here like that, too. Look, y'all, I got all my fingers, man. We we really didn't do any crazy fireworks this year um, w- amongst the family. We we just kind of did the regular little, little, little things, right? We didn't do the crazy fireworks. We watched the fireworks, uh, surprisingly. I didn't, my first year living down here, I didn't know where they would be uh, showing. Back, 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 back. When I was a buck, we used to go on our roof and... Um, Watch the fireworks downtown at the riverfront. We could just see it right on our roof, and it was a flat roof, so it wasn't slanted. And uh, me and my brothers, we just sit up there and watch it. This year, we kind of went on our little our steps of our complex here, and we watched the fireworks a little bit. But yeah, I got all my fingers. I hope y'all got y'all fingers. I hope y'all put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Man, it was some you know crazy stuff going on out there this this past weekend. So my condolences to you know the families that have lost someone in regards to whether it be officers in Philly or whether it be, uh, you know, parade goers in, in uh, Illinois. Just just senseless acts continue to keep happening. But I hope that, you know, aside from the horrible acts that did happen, you guys enjoyed your time off. If you had time off and if you didn't, I hope you just had a good weekend in general. I just hope you had a good weekend, uh, period. You know, it's uh, like, like J.A. said, it is time to get focused here. We got – about three more weeks until camp starts, and you know I will be out there. I think we have a date. We're settled on a date, I believe. I will wait till I talk to Vosh. We already talked to Vosh. Me and Vosh talk. But I'll wait till we get that stamped, sealed, signed, and approved, and then I'll let you know when I'll be out there um, for sure so y'all can get, get you know, my view on things, Vosh's view on things and whatnot. And then, you know, they'll be back here in Dallas, and we'll be out there as well, so. Hope y'all had a safe weekend. I really do. I did. I um had a crazy opportunity that crossed my desk. I've been debating on if I should talk to y'all about it today. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk about it on Friday when we pull out. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Friday, 
we're most likely rolling out that TV. It's one of those type of weeks, and it's it's perfect week to finish off our top 20, 20 to 11 today, and then 10, the top 10 tomorrow. Uh, but maybe I'll talk about that opportunity that I did come across my desk last week that started off my weekend in a good way. It was stressful as hell, but then we figured it all out. Um, and I went to Medieval Times for the first time with my boys. They freaking loved that. Um, that was interesting. The only time I've seen Medieval Times is, and this is going to sound crazy, is on Cable Guy, the movie Cable Guy. So I was really excited to see what it looked like. And really, it was just like what you saw in Cable Guy. So nothing really changed with that. So it was fun, though. It was fun. I, I would do it again, but that's something like once a year. Yeah. Listen, your boy got a new job and is, is, is okay, but I ain't trying to pay all that money. It's a lot of money for Medieval Times. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah. But... As long as they had fun, that's all that matters, man. So I see everybody in the chat. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got the bomb squad introduced this morning. I want to make sure I see how y'all uh, y'all weekends went. And now we're going to fire this thing up, man. We're going to fire this thing up and get this show started. Oh, before I do that, if you do want to call into the show, you can, because I'll forget to press that button, 351-999-3787. Talk to your boy, man. Let me know how y'all feel about these rankings we're about to get through. Got a question for y'all at the in the roundup too. I want y'all to call in about that or hit the chat as well about that. So, yeah, Michelle's <laughs> my lady said twenty dollars drink, man. They expensive in there. That medieval times crazy, but the food was bomb. I was pretty shocked that how good the food actually was. So, salute to the cooks over there down there in Dallas, medieval times. But let's get this roundup started. I'm ready. Y'all ready? It's time. It's time. time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let's go. Cowboys finally signed somebody, y'all. We did it. Catboy said he wasn't done. He wasn't lying. Stephen White, this one's for you, sir. This one is for you. The Dallas Cowboys went out and used their $23 million in cap space and signed, re-signed, kicker, Lerum Hirulahu. That's right. Lerum Hirulahu has agreed to terms with the Dallas Cowboys to compete with undrafted rookie Jonathan Garibay, or is it Garibay, for the starting job. I'm going to let you slide. I'm going to let you slide, Steven. I'll let you slide because we do need some kicker competition. We don't know what's going on with our guy. And listen, Jonathan Garibay is my guy. I'm, I'm, you know, there's only a handful of my guys on this team. But damn it, he's my guy. I don't know why. I just feel like this dude is going to be good. Uh, when you kick a 62-yard field goal in college, maybe that'll do it for me. But in, in all honesty, you know, all jokes aside, he was a good college kicker. And to me, college kicking is weird. So I'm not going to knock Jonathan Garrett, but that's, that's, our, that's our guy right now. But speaking of Lerum Harulahu, he did appear in one game last year for the, for the Cowboys when Greg Zerline had the vid and he had to sit out against the Falcons. How did Harulahu do? He made five extra points. He was five for five, which let's just be real. That is no small feat. 
Greg DeLeg was missing extra points left and right last year, the last two years, really. So salute to him for doing well against the Falcons. And then he got cut, obviously, when Zerline came back and he went on and got signed by the Carolina Panthers. So let's see. We got some competition. And it's not like it's some competition that we don't need. We we really don't have a kicker on the roster that we are sure of. Now, I don't want to be looked at as a guy who poo-poos special teams because I don't. And you will see in our rankings here. There was a time where I'm like, all right, whatever, just get a kicker. And then you have seasons like last year where Greg DeLay was very strange. Missed a lot of kicks early in the game only to help us out later in the game. We can't have that. We do need to find a solid kicker. Dallas has kind of missed that consistency with the kicker since Dan Bailey left. So if we can find that, we can get our our, our Tucker. We can get our uh, Acres or whomever that could be here for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. That'd be great. You know, that'd be great. Now let's get on to the rumor mill, which continues to spin around the Dallas Cowboys anytime a big name player gets put out there and the big name player right now again really i mean this isn't the first time is julio jones cowboys nation we, we we talked about this very early in the process when he got cut by the titans free agency went through got brought up again and now it's getting brought up again an odds maker has the cowboys as a legitimate threat to land julio jones along with the indianapolis colts because of matt ryan and the Packers, because Aaron Rodgers and their need for wide receiver. And then obviously the Cowboys because of Dan Quinn. V- very early, I was like, no. Very early. Then in the middle when this got brought up, I was like, nah. <laughs> Y'all see where I'm going here? I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're at that point in time in the season. Now I'm like, I mean... Call him. He can see what's up. I'm not. I'm not as out on it as I was at the beginning of free agency. I don't know why, Calvin. Don't don't ask me to explain why. I don't know. Is it that I'm getting a little bit queasy as we get to training camp and as you know the season you know nears, and I know we're not going to have Michael Gallup and we're going to have C.D. Lamb and two other guys that haven't been on this team. Love Jalen Tobert, right? I believe. I believe in. James Washington. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's that though. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, Cowboys Nation. But something is just like I would not mind looking into a receiver. I'm not all the way sold on it, but something just ain't sitting right with me. Now is it Julio? What do y'all think? Would you sign Julio Jones? I saw somebody in the chat say not Julio, but Will Fuller. Younger, probably cheaper, which Julio shouldn't cost. I mean, what would it Julio 33, something like that? Julio shouldn't cost you a whole lot, but hey. At this point, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. If we're gonna go after an oft injured guy that does one or two things well, it would be Will Fuller for me. Because Will Fuller can take the top off the defense. And if I can get six games out of him, then hey, I get six games out of him. But what makes this so strange is that one of those guys, whether it be Fuller, whether it be, be Julio Jones, 
the, the odds of them getting hurt and missing time is very high. And you don't need them on the back end. But if you were, if you, if I were to tell you, hey, I can get you Julio Jones going into the playoffs healthy, you'd want that. Or I can get you Will Fuller going into the playoffs healthy, you'd want that. Problem is, you need them now. You need a, a receiver of that caliber, healthy and doing well, now, not later, because you're going to get Michael Gallup back. So, I don't know why I kind of softened on this wide receiver thing. It could just be the 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 magic of you know the the off season is kind of wearing off the 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 draft is kind of wearing off and I, I take a real focus and a real look at the wide receiver room and I'm like, all right, wait a minute, another player would not hurt here, especially after you get past CD Lamb and and and, and Tobert and Washington, it's it's slim pickings. So would y'all give Julio Jones a call to sign him? Peter says no. Peasy says what we need Julio for, honestly. Depth purposes to be your wide receiver too, I guess, till till Gallup gets back. But you could say I'll just live with Jalen Tobert. I'll live with, with Washington. Hard pass on Julio since Toxic. Lord Nova, what up, Lord? What up, C. Burleson? Uh, Donnell says yes. I feel like a shot at a cheap injury-prone wide receiver will be worth it. Can't affect the locker room either. I mean, listen to what you said. Cheap injury-prone wide receiver. That's right up his alley. Oh, that's now, 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 Big Sarge. This is what Big Sarge said. Dak isn't interested in a wide receiver that can't practice every week. That's interesting. Because, because that's kind of a double entendre, right? Yeah, you're talking about Julio, but we're also talking about Coop. And Julio probably not going to practice every week. He might practice early on, but, you know, he ain't going to get hurt. Legends, I don't know, man. Every place, every player gets cut or traded is rumored to the Cowboys. What's hilarious is that that made sense five, ten years ago. Because the Cowboys were the Lakers. They were the Yankees. They were the guys that would legitimately try to go out and get a a, a big-name player. Not And really, not even five years ago. More so ten years ago plus really living off of the 90s situation now you say cowboys for what if if you say cow you come into i'm an agent or i'm a general manager you're an agent you come into my meeting or pick up the phone zoom whatever and say hey man but those cowboys are interested <laughs> think about that for a second am i supposed to be scared if you if you come into my my general manager room and be like, listen, either you're gonna have to pay us this sixty five million dollars a year, or we're gonna call the Cowboys. If you don't go and get, <laughs> we don't care about that. Call them here. I'll call them for you. Come on, man. We ain't paying no big money up in here. Uh, shout out to my guy Vach in the building. What's goody? 
We'll be back on, y'all. Some people hit me up uh, yesterday. We will be back, all things considered, unless something crazy happens in between now and then. Be back. 306-ish or 30-ish Mafia. My bad, y'all. 3-ish Mafia. I keep getting these issues and gangs and all this crazy stuff mixed up. But 3-ish Mafia. We'll be back later today on the Volume channel. So make sure y'all tune in there. <laughs> Why hurt your feelings, Sam? Why hurt your feelings, man? We just having fun. I just saw, I wanted to see what Vach said. He said, I love a good mess. Let me tell you. Yes, he does. And I'm learning this. Being a, a co-pilot of sorts with my guy, Vach. Um, and he love a good mess. I'm not a mess. I'm not a mess person, but it's fun. It can be fun. So I, I'll definitely play into it, bro. We'll play into it. Um, all right, let's get, let's get this thing started, y'all. Get this out of the way so we don't, we don't run into a problem when I come back to here. There we go. There we go. Let's get this thing started. Uh, Vi said the practice every day comment make me so much makes so much sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I wish Big Sarge would call in because that that's why. And I don't want to derail before we get into the top twenty. That's why it's. I said it's interesting. You know because it's obviously talking about Julio. I don't think practices every day. I mean, I don't. I don't mind the Titans. I can go ask my my A to Z sports brother and what does he do over there in Tennessee? Um, but he's an injury prone dude. I don't know if Will Fuller does either. But uh, hell, look at look at James Washington right now. He ain't practice. But and we know Coop didn't practice every day. And but Coop went out there and played. Julio misses games. I don't really see it. I don't see Julio happening. But I would be interested in in some type of of help in that wide receiver room. And I'll leave it at that. In fact, we'll bring up wide receiver as we get going here. But before we get to the wide receiver room, and let me let me close this up real quick because I see <laughs> I see Sam's calling in here trying to start a mess. Sam, I'm gonna get you in a second, but I got to start this top 20 so we're not here till 11 o'clock. All right, so let's get to number 20. Who this may surprise some people that he cracked the top 20, but I think he deserved to crack this top 20. And that's D.A. Dorrance Armstrong. I purposefully, I believe number 21, if I go back and look, last week was uh, Donovan Wilson. And I was wondering if somebody would notice that D.A. was still out there. Because some people don't really view D.A. along those lines. Some people have him maybe higher than this. I think this is about right. Um... I think he's ascending. And when I say ascending, I don't mean into a star. I don't think he's going to be one of those type of dudes. But from a technical standpoint, you saw him improve. Statistically, obviously, he had his best, you know, he had a career year. Um, do I do I think DA is going to be all world next year? No. No. But year two in Dan Quinn's system, year five as a pro. He's finding out what he can and can't do in the league. And I think Dan is going to put him in position to succeed. I don't view him as a guy that's going to beat you in one-on-ones or anything like that. He's going to be a super complimentary player. But as long as he continues to clean up, I'm cool. And if he does more of these things, I'm cool as well, which is block punts. But as long as he continues to to, to get clean up sacks, I, I would love to see him anchor even better on, against the run. I do remember early in his career, he had some trouble 
sealing that edge. But I look at last year, I thought he did a better job. I thought him and Terrell Basham weren't terrible at sealing the edge. Um, they were solid at it. But if he continues to improve in that aspect, I think DA could be even better. Now, strangely enough, dude is is built technically from a, a measure standpoint like a right defense end. He's 6'4", I think like 250, something, like 256 or something like that. Could be wrong, but I think it's somewhere around there. But he plays to me like a, a left defense end. He just does. I've, I've viewed him in that sense when he came in, but they haven't used him in that way. So when I think of a guy oppo of Demarcus Lawrence, I don't think of a D Dorrance Armstrong. So I, I really don't see DA taking full advantage of having a, a Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. I don't say that to knock him, but when I think of somebody that could, I think of a Dante Fowler um, at some point a Sam Williams. But he seems to me like a guy that will cap out at about seven sacks. And if you can get that out of Dorrance Armstrong, you are winning to me. So I got DA at number 20. I'd say this is a fair ranking. I don't think it's a knock on him. But what do you guys think about Dorrance Armstrong? Too high, too low, or just about right? James says uh, he's a he's a jag. How y'all feel about that word? Because I used to use it kind of as a detriment. And as I got older and more mature as a fan, I have to realize you need those. And sometimes I'll replace that. Like, if I'm going to continue to use that as a detriment, I wouldn't put DA in that category. I would say he's a, a quality reserve player. If I'm not using that as a, as a detriment, then sure, he's a jack. But if you want to, if it's something to knock him, I, I would I would call, who do we have like I'd call Urb, Urban was a jack. Uh, hell, at one point I was calling Watkins as a jack, but Watkins, was he played a little bit better, so I don't want to do that to him. But I don't know if I'd call him a jack. I think he's a little bit better than that. Adrian says a little too high for me, but 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 not by much. So you probably would have had him in that 25 to 21 range. Um with the roster, he's top 20. D shift, the Bird Brother, the, the Bird Brothers. NFC East offensive position rankings podcast don't seem to be known at all. Okay, must be somebody in here. TC said just about right. Captain America, six to seven sacks. Gregory says it's fair. Okay. Big Sarge said he's very consistent and he's a true professional. Professor O says he's young. Crazy. 25 years old, been in the league. This is his fifth year in the league. DA made plays when he was in the game. I think he's one of the guys that most fans don't have an issue with. Even his money wasn't crazy. If you go look at his cap... His cap hit's not crazy. If he has a down year, they can actually move on from him next year. He got a two-year deal, but they can move on from him and not take a crazy dead cap. So I'm good with Doris Armstrong at 20, um, and it seems like you guys are too. Before we get to 19, though, let's hit the phones. We got our guy Samuel Rowe in the building. What's up, Sam? Hey, Scott. How's it going? It's good, man. Glad to be back. How are you? Good, good. I was wanted to call in just because – actually – as a, I was, you know, I play a little bit of DB myself, and I gotta rank Donovan Wilson above DA just because I think when the last time we saw Donovan Wilson in a full-time capacity, yeah, he was making a lot of splash plays. You know what I mean? So, like, I think DA is solid for what he. I think he got a little bit overpaid, quite frankly, but I think he's still a solid player. But I just feel as though, like, if we actually gave 
Like, and we probably will this year. Donald Wilson, the opportunity that and to play like we last saw back in 2020, he yeah. would be in the top 15 just due to the number of splash plays that he would make. And then my second thing was regarding so I made that joke in the chat about um, you hurting our feelings, but I think it was true with respect to um, he's just laughing at the Cowboys now, yeah. just like saying, <laughs> you know, if the Cowboys call, although it's kind of hard to accept, you know what I mean? But I feel as though like, like uh, Stephen Jones has it, or like the management hasn't accepted it yet. They still operate like it's the nineties. And like when we call or when they call like, te- like, like players are just going to be fawning over the Cowboys where, that's why they kind of like lowball players. It's like it's not the '90s anymore. I think they kind of got they need to update their their thinking on our resume because, like, you know, I'm a diehard fan, but like I'm a realist too, and so it's like I think they really need to get some of your thinking with respect to how they're approaching contract negotiations because, like, they think that like they're Halle Berry and they're not really Halle Berry anymore. You know what I mean? No, nah, they ain't Halle Berry. They damn sure ain't that. Um... I think, and this isn't even I think, I know. They try to use the brand in negotiations. If I'm not mistaken, Jerry and Steven have both come out, definitely Jerry, and essentially said, hey, the opportunities that you can have off the field in Dallas matter. And I just disagree with that, man. And the perfect example of that is Baker Mayfield. I'm going to continue to use that example for, for years to come. My guy was in Cleveland. And he was on every single commercial nationally that I could find. It was ridiculous that I would turn the TV on and see Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield ain't do shit in this league. But Baker Mayfield got a, a ton of deals outside of uh, uh, the NFL. So I don't think you need to be in Dallas anymore to get the off-field opportunities. But they continue to talk about that. So the star has definitely dimmed in that manner because of society has changed, right? Like you can be an influencer, and make a ton of money. You don't need to be a celebrity in, yeah. in sports and make a lot of money. So I don't know if they're still operating in a sense of, hey, this is Dallas. If you come here, you'll be, you know, we'll put you in this and put you in that with every single free agent. But I do know they try to do that with the big deals. And prime example is Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, I'm excited to be in business with Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Knicks kind of where, like, when the NBA free agency, people like it used to be back in the day, like you come to New York, you could build your brand. And while that's true, like, you know, Kevin Durant became the biggest, like, or one of the biggest stars in the NBA no in like a relatively <laughs> small market. And so like, you know, between social media, the internet, all like stuff that wasn't really as prominent like 20, 30 years ago, or even around 20, 30 years ago, I think a lot of that thinking, it's just not, it's just not, as, like as, there might be still something to be playing, you know, when the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving and all other stuff. But like, you have people have Direct TV or whatever. Like they got League Pass now. They can watch, you know, or whatever the equivalent of the NFL. They can watch any their favorite NFL team every Sunday. So like, there's probably some. There's still some mystique. I don't want to like totally put it on it, but like, right, right, it's right. not like it used to. You know what I mean? No, one hundred percent. You're absolutely right. There is still some there. People, you know, players do say. Hey man, you know, I have the opportunity of playing on more, you know, more primetime games in Dallas. That is true. You're going to play in about 6 of them every single year no matter what happens the, pri- the previous year. Uh but at the end of the day, if the money don't add up, it doesn't matter in Dallas. Back then the contracts weren't as as lucrative as they are now. So yeah, it made sense to say, "Hey, if I can get in front of, you know, millions of people 5, 6 times a year, that'll help my brand grow off the field." Now it's like I don't need to do that. So 
Yeah. The only thing I just think about is I was saying that the only thing I will say maybe in her defense, like it might it might matter for someone like Dak, you know, because he got that. Jordan, I think he's like the only football player to have a Jordan Brand um, endorsement. So maybe for someone like that, if you like the the top star being like on prime time all the time, might be you know an advantage. But I think like even if you're like even when Jalen Smith came off their Pro Bowl year, I'm not sure how much it like how much more money or whatever they have he got from being a cowboy vis-a-vis being, he got, I don't know. He like, got businesses. Um, Seahawks. Yeah. He got businesses down here. It's not, it, it may not be, you know, national commercials and things. He got some business going on down here, though. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. That's it for me, bro. You have a great rest of your day. You too, bro. Appreciate you. Interesting. Uh, Craig says, do you think we go after Hilton or Julio? Neither. Neither. Uh, let's go back to what he said at the top, though. He has Donovan Wilson over DA. I do have those tags touching. And you'll see that a lot throughout these rankings, right? I, I had a couple guys tags touching because I I, I wasn't sure what to do there. Um, I wouldn't have been mad if you put Donovan Wilson above DA. But here's why I put Donovan Wilson below him was because of trajectory, where DA seems to be going up and Donovan Wilson seems to be flatlining. Now, if we tweak the question or or the scenario, I could make a case for Dono. Meaning, when we saw Donovan Wilson be the guy at his position, he was better than Dorrance Armstrong, in my opinion. I think Dono. I told you, I thought I thought he could eventually have a a Jordan a Jaron Curse esque type of season, but he got hurt and he lost his his, his job. And Jaron, fortunately for us, Jaron showed that he could be that guy. So. I could I could make an argument that Donovan Wilson's best top, best year is better than Dorrance Armstrong's best year. Craig said, "I love Wilson, but it seems like he got less playing time last year." Well, because of J. Ron, right? Because of J. Ron. Let's get to number nineteen. Make sure make sure this thing's up on me. Boom! It doesn't. Malik Hooker at number nineteen. And shout out to my guy. I'm going to do this every time probably with Malik for the rest of his career in Dallas. Shout out to Okoye Media. He, he dubbed him in one of our shows we did in a season. He plays that sphere role. He did play that sphere role last year. But now I think he's going to be doing a lot more roof work. Shout out to our guy, Cowboys Edition TV, Foots King. He's going to be doing a lot more roof work. And I'm excited for it because I think Malik Hooker can be the best free safety the Cowboys have had in a long, long time. Depending on him being healthy, though. And we finally saw him, you know, be healthy last year. And I always show this game because it was the game where I think he kind of put it all together later in the season, coming off his, you know, serious injury. Shocked the hell out of me that he did a lot of box work, 140 snaps, over 140 snaps in the box last year. Uh, and he, he did damn good in it. Was a decent tackler. Uh, and he showed off in this game some of his range work when he played back there in the single eye. I don't know why, to me, I just love that play. I know it's not a big deal to people, but the change of direction, you, you see the anticipation. He was right. He was right initially. Then he went back, and you could see that he would have still been in position to make a play deep and still came down with some speed. He was just so explosive in this game, so explosive that, to me, I would have never took him out. But anyway, we, we finally saw 
Malik Hooker play to his talent over a course of a season. And now we'll see him get a chance to do that as the guy right away. This is how I know they're impressed with him, as we should be too. They signed him to a two-year deal worth, what, $8 million? And to, to a lot of people, that's nothing, right? Oh, that ain't a lot of money. To Dallas, at the safety position, it actually is. So if we can kind of read between the lines, I think Malik did a, a lot to impress the front office, um, and, I, and I think they expect him to get better. If they really didn't trust Malik Hooker, I don't think they'd have brought him back on a uh, two-year deal. I think it would have been more of a, a one-year, hey, show me again type of deal. Uh, now, it's not a long-term situation, but hey, let's say Malik Hooker becomes a pro bowler. Don't act like it's far-fetched because J-Rock became a pro bowler to me. Oh, he got, But he was a pro bowl type player last year. You could technically go back to the well and say, hey, listen, man, I know you next year's your contract. Yeah, we would love to re-up uh, your contract, extend you, I mean, and and pay you a little bit more. And Malik hasn't really gotten that type of a contract of contract yet. So it's something I would look into if if he has a Pro Bowl caliber type of year. Because we know in Dallas, they just for whatever reason cannot hit on the, the safety position, period. Whether it be free free safety or strong. Um and it wasn't until last year where they went outside the organization. And in my opinion, I'm just gonna say it, they got lucky. They got lucky. J. Ron Curse played out of his mind, and Malik Hooker was a former first round pick riddled with injuries that I won't say played out of his mind, but finally stayed healthy and showed that, okay, if I'm healthy, I can be a factor here. So I don't trust them drafting one because they don't. I really still don't trust them signing a, a, a big time free agent because they don't. So if you got two really good ones in house and they come off of a pro book type of year, extend their ass and keep them here. Professor O said, talking safety, someone get the safe word out. Just wait till we get to the top 10. Uh, Jarvis said J-Ron was all pro last year. Come on, man. They did my boy dirty. Malik Hooker makes Steven Jones look good, says Mel. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to go ahead and give Steven Jones credit. I think it's a ton, but I'm going to go ahead and give him credit. That coffee good, man. We got new coffee. This, this is bomb. Um... Oh, no. Calvin Jefferson said, hey, Scott, Antonio Brown want to come here. Where? Let's not do that. The The safety position, Oscar says, the safety position last year was steady. Without a doubt, it was our best year at safety since what? 2016. I'll go 2016 where we had Jeff Heath, the GOAT, Heath, playing as a third safety. You had uh, Barry Church. And I think Byron Jones was the free safety. So I think it was it was the best year since that year. Okay, here's a here's a problem, Professor O says with the signings. Uh-huh. The problem with Hooker and Kerr's signings, along with Watkins, is that it makes Steven Jones feel validated in his approach. God. That's why I said I'm not really don't give him a ton of credit because this isn't this is not the way you know but we got lucky and i don't care how it happens you got lucky you found two quality safeties that aren't old they ain't old 
and if they both hit this year, I'd, I'd really argue maybe maybe looking into an extension for one this year and then one the following year if they continue to play that well. But I just don't trust this team in, in, in finding guys via the draft or going out and getting a guy in free agency or to trade. So that would worry me. And that's two years down the road once they leave. It's not like we have guys in a pipeline that have, oh, hey, you know, we had this guy grooming and he, and he filled in. That's not what Dallas does. So, yeah. Now, now I didn't bring up this name, but Lemitra said Marquise Bell makes a 53. He can learn from Hooker and Curse. One of the very few undrafted free agents I think can make this team. Ultra. Are we talking about the safety position or are we talking about the roster? He said the problem with Cowboy fans, which this is always funny to me, but okay. Problem with Cowboys fans. It's like a man that has a good woman, but is always looking for a J-Lo type. The roster is solid. I 100% 100 disagree. 100% ultra. Because the J-Lo type in this scenario is a Lombardi. That's 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 the Lombardi. How can you get mad at the fans for wanting to get a Lombardi that they haven't tasted in 30 years? That type of thinking right there. Ultra, I'm telling you, man, that's the type of thinking that gets the Cowboys in trouble. Hey, we're solid. We don't need to improve. I wouldn't even use women as, as an example, honestly. Because that's demeaning the process in football operations. The the, the the, the, the the whole point is to get better. And with women in relationships, you want to get better within your relationship. If you out there looking for other people in your relationship, a J-Lo type, you're cheating. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, that's a bit different to me. So J-Lo type is the over 32-year-old player that has a name recognition. I disagree, Ultra. I disagree. You're 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 putting it into you're taking it down to a specific, but then you said the roster. Which is it? Specifics or are we talking about the roster? Because we all want a better roster. Don't you want a better roster? Are you content with just a solid roster that never gets it done, but you're always in contention to win the division every year? Because that's the type of cowboys cowboy fan you sound like right now. <laughs> I'm a chill watch. I'm chill. I just don't like, I think the women comparison, the relation comparison is off. I get where he's going. I just think it's off. All right, let's get to, let's get to number 18. In fact, I'm going to use, I'm going to go two. I'm going to do a twofer right here. I'm going to do a twofer. I got tags touching here. I got tags touching here. Anthony Brown at 18 and Jordan Lewis at 17. I did this purposefully. Because some people are going to have A.B. above J. Lou. Some people are going to have J. Lou above, uh, below A.B. But I think these two dudes are, their careers will be mirrored here in Dallas. Because there was an opportunity to switch them, like this, like on this ranking here. There was an opportunity to put one in the slot, one outside. They both have had years where you're looking at them sideways, and they both have had years where you're like, all right, that was a solid year for Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. When it comes to A.B., I don't even think this is an argument. But he had his best season of his career last year. 
Not even close. Career high interceptions, pass breakups, uh, I think tackles. And he was steady. Now, my guy salutes a Trey in the building. He can't stand A.B. But, but I'm going to say this right now. I don't even think this is far-fetched. We all want Kelvin Joseph to take the reins. We all do. And we kind of need him to be in a second-round pick. But I don't think A.B. is going to give it up. I, I just I just don't. And I don't really know how to feel about it. Cowboy fan in me is cool with that because that means you got a deep room. If your second-round pick, who has some damn talent, is not giving up his position. But all the part of me is like, all right, so we got a we got a career year out of AB. We also got five or six other years, and we're like, hey, can he make can he do it two years in a row? Right? And we really can't afford for him to regress. That's the other issue. Can't afford for AB to regress. Because if he does that, I just won't throw the, on Trayvon Diggs' side. I just continue to keep going to AB. And before you say, well, they were doing that, well, I, I, I urge you to go back and look at when he was targeted a whole lot. He wasn't getting torched. Whether you whether you like him or not, or not, the stats are the stats. The film is the film. He was not getting torched when he was targeted a ton last year. Yeah, you're going to go to the, to the week one. I hear you. Yeah, you're going to try to go to the Raiders game, which I thought was bullshit. But the facts are the facts. He was solid. And opposite of an all-pro, I don't need you to be an all-pro. I just need you to be solid. That's what it was. That's what it was. Ty said he was more than solid. A.B. can shoot the three. Or not A.B., J. Lou. Yeah, you see that Michael Parsons, J. Lou, and Hooker, and who was it? Nation was all hooping. And then you got Jordan Lewis who I have at 17. Again, tax touching. I don't think these guys are far far apart. You would think if you talk to the average Cowboy fan over the last few years, they were far apart. But statistically, you know, their career-wise, they're really not that far apart. But Jordan Lewis also had a career year last year under Dan Quinn, which this is going to be a theme defensively. Was targeted 61 times, allowed 41 catches for less than 500 yards. Only had allowed one touchdown last year. Three interceptions, a career high, a passer rating of uh, 74 and a 68% catch uh, completion percentage. Which, when it comes to slot guys, I'm not knocking AB, or I'm sorry, Jordan Lewis for that. Like, you look at that 68% when targeted. If you're on the outside, that's that's terrible. Doing the slot is tougher, man. And, and that's another reason. Kind of got to grade Jordan Lewis or anybody that plays in that slot on a curve because you got a two-way go about it. And it, it's really hard, really, really hard to get a ton of pass breakups in there. And he got 11 of them and a ton of interceptions. And he got three of them. Now, granted, one of them was a Hail Mary week one. It is what it is. But they called Jordan Lewis, there's no lie, the ball guy throughout his career. He really didn't, but he really wasn't the ball guy until last year with 11 pass breakups and three interceptions. So, y'all want to give him back that name? You can. He earned it last year, in a way. But I got these boys tags touching, and I think that's fair. Too high, too low, just about right for Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. J. Lou at 17, A.B. at 18. 
Correct, Professor O. Outside DBs have the sideline help. Uh, slots have the whole field to cover, which is why you see some of those dudes getting routed up um, on uh, either Y routes, option routes, the drags. We saw him get ate up by Deshaun Jackson. We talked about this last week against the Raiders. But that's that's hard, man. When you put a guy with that kind of speed in the slot and ask him to just run across the field from the opposite hash mark all the way across the field, you need to – and the A.B., that's – I'm sorry – J. Lou, that's not his strength in regards to just straight-up speed. He's got some quickness to him, but straight-up speed, that's not his strength. So, sometimes he's going to get got. Toxic, I used to be this way, and, and Jeff had to – Jeff corrected me a couple years ago. Shout-out to our guy, Jeff Cavanaugh. And ever since, I was like, you know what? It, it really wasn't dawning on me, but you're right. But Toxic said – where you at? Sky, you love the – he has potential Kool-Aid with Jordan Lewis. Not anymore. Not anymore. I don't know who that guy is for me on the team. I'd have to kind of go down the roster and see, but not anymore. I, I was the, hey, what are we talking about, man? J. Lou, he got, but it's year five, Will. It's year five. So I think J. Lou is what he is. I think he, he hit his ceiling last year. And again, that's a that's okay. If that is his ceiling as a slot wide, a slot cornerback, he plays like that. I'll live with it. Maybe he could reach a different height if he played on the outside at the boundary. Maybe, you know, and we thought at one point that could be them. TC said just about right, but swap him. Um, AB should definitely be ahead of J. Lou, but I'm not tripping. I had him there. If you guys look at my original list, I switched a couple of these dudes around. I had AB above him, but I was like, nah, J. Lou. But I was like, nah, AB. And I said, you know what? Touch the tags. Because really, it's not a problem then. But as I'm, I'm thinking about this, I probably should have because AB had the the tougher assignment, I think, uh, week in, week out, dealing with guys like Mike Williams and Anthony uh, Antonio Browns of the Worlds and, you know, um, the, the wide receiver twos of teams. Adam Thielen's, which he played fantastic against Adam Thielen. Yeah, so and look at the, if you go look in the playoffs, if you look at the targets and catches, it, it wasn't like. Uh, Jordan Lewis was, I'm sorry, AB was getting a ton of pass breakups and, and interceptions, although he did get the interception. That could have changed the game there with a pick six. But he wasn't giving up a ton of big plays. He wasn't a detriment to your team. And a lot of people went into that playoff series and game. was like, we cannot have Anthony, Anthony Brown as our cornerback too. We can't do it. Not in the playoffs. He didn't play bad in the playoffs. It wasn't Anthony Brown the reason why he lost that game. Anthony Brown superstar status was good not familiar with that name unless you changed it but salute to you if you are new in here appreciate you joining he says uh well, where the hell'd you go is J. Lou the new Orlando Scandrick is J. Lou the new Orlando Scandrick probably I don't think he's as controversial as, as O was I, I think fans had a, a, a massive dislike for O um, I hope probably got beat a little bit more too. He got beat up a little bit more, but he's that pure slot guy for the Cowboys. So, so in in a way, yeah. That's interesting. Toxic AB is the most underappreciated player on this team. Mm. That player's name is Dak Prescott. Let's get back to the list. 
AB, J. Lou, you made the list. All right. The final player from our 20 to 16 rankings, and let me just kind of get all this figured out here. Come on, man. I wonder if this is going to be controversial to y'all. I don't think so, personally. Neville Gallimore. Big Nev. Fitting that he's at number 16. Here's why it's fitting. Because he allegedly put on 16 pounds in the offseason. I say allegedly because we got to go out there and see them boys, right? But he allegedly put on 16 pounds in the offseason, and I got him ranked here at number 16. Now, once we get to this top from 15 to 11, I'm very interested to see if you guys disagree with Nev being here below a couple of these other dudes. I got my reasonings, though. I got my reasoning, so don't don't get on me. But there was a uh, video put out, and if I could pull this up here, do I got it? Okay, here's a video. Then I'll get to the tweet. Here's a video of Neville Gallimore working now, and it is kind of, I don't want to say sparked, something but hey it's Neville Gallimore working out we usually see him post a video every every year I think last year a few years ago was him working out in the sand and uh, everybody got excited and and they should man because he has that talent he has that talent he has that build I told y'all he's like a bowling ball one tech but he plays like a three tech and putting on those 16 pounds means to me he's going to be playing more of that one tech and again we'll read the tweet that James Slater said Neville Gallimore put on 16 pounds of muscle while maintaining his mobility. Y'all saw his mobility on display right there. He wants people to pop on the tape this season and see a dog. Think Grady Jarrett. He'd rather be underrated but respected. Focusing on his eyes. Pass rush and improvement in the run game. That last part to me is the biggest one. Because honestly... Do not care how great of a pass rusher he is, which I wouldn't say is a great one. I need him to be that run game anchor if he's going to be out there more than the one text. So his stats may not look crazy, right? He may not finish with five sacks from the defensive tackle position. But if he's helping setting up an Osa, if he's helping setting up a Micah, a D-Law, a Dorrance, and all those guys while stopping the run, while being a difference maker in the run game, I'll live with that. I'll live with two sacks from Neville and a ton of tackles for loss and opening up lanes for the for the LVEs of the world who need those lanes opened up. I'll live with that. But I got him at 16. And I think it's fair. I do. I want to see where y'all got Neville Gallimore at. Is he in y'all top 15? Yes or no? Professor Rowe. Let's be honest, this has nothing to do with Neville. Sky just wanted to mention James Slater. <laughs> Yo, y'all turn that thing into something. Thanks, Vach. I'm blaming Vach. Ty said Ridgeway pick light a fire under these bigger DTs. Could be. And, and if I really, if I had, I had an interview set up with, with Bo, but things didn't come together, I was going to straight up ask him, hey, they picked another one tech. You know, did that make you as a as a competitive player? Did that make your competitive spirit kind of rise, right? Light a fire up under you. 
I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, Sam trying to get me, man. <laughs> or not Sam, but Professor O trying to get me. Todd says his hands need to get better. Beast in the making, says Jeffrey. Betsy, save that question. We'll get to that later. Good spot for Neville, says Joey. I love the Canadian bulldozer Neville Gallimore. Deserve the spot, says Jarvis. And, and see, Todd, I'm kind of with you on that one. He says, I'm not sure he's shown just enough yet. That's why I put him outside the top 15. So, there are my 20 to 16. Take that. I don't want to say graded, but let me know how y'all feel. I think, again, this is just about right. It's going to get funny here in this top 15 because I think a lot of people might have some guys moved around here, but I think this is just about right. Uh, I thought I saw Voss. Voss said, did you see the pic of him and Osa looking swole? It's crazy because I've I seen Neville. We've, we've seen a little bit of Golston. We've seen D-Law slim up. I still ain't seen Osa yet. And we're told Osa is even more rocked up. Yeah, PZ, I got you. I'm going to post the whole thing once we get to the uh, to the end of this. Osa even more rocked up. And I'm going to hold my thoughts on Osa. Because I said something as a rookie that I'm glad y'all don't go back and, 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 and kill me with, you know, the old takes or whatever. Which, I mean, it's the bottom. But... If he's as rocked up as I think, I do have a comparison that it falls even more in line. Right, before we get to the second part of the roster, I got to talk to y'all about this week's ride of the week, which is the 2023 Mazda CX-50 2.5S. This is their first version of the 2.5, I'm sorry, of the Mazda CX-50. And I told y'all before, I think, I actually got this as a loaner car. This is 2023 Mazda CX-50 as a loaner car and i really thought about trading in my c uh my mazda 6 now shouldn't continue to keep trading in your cars i kind of want to finish being done paying this thing off but i'm tempted because i'm an suv type and this ain't the type of suv i like but if you got kids you got pets you need more room i think this is a very solid suv to get it has all the modern day features all the safety features decent highway mileage decent city mileage nowadays with gas right the adaptive cruise control, heated seats, heated steering wheel, backup camera, all the good stuff that you need, in my opinion, for the modern day driver. And if you get stuck out there in the middle of nowhere, they also have the Wi-Fi hotspot if you would happen to need it. So if you want to find out more about this week's ride of the week, head over to FreemanMazda.net or visit Freeman Mazda in urban Texas. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Did I see what... What are my thoughts on what Micah had to say about LBE? Have a standout season? Well, I, I hope. <laughs> I think if he has a standout season, it'll be due to the Nevilles and the Osas and the, and the Ridgeways and the, the Bohannas of the world. 
I don't view him as a guy that I think could just wreck a game or have a standout season on his own anymore. I think injuries have, have taken that away from him, if he ever even was that guy. Rookie year, he was fantastic. Maybe injuries, something happened. Y'all be killing people when they come to these. King Element, J. Lou is a 2015 Honda Civic. You ain't right, man. Mel says, I don't see Neville as a top 20 player, but I can understand the ranking. 16? Really? Hold on. Who in the world? I'm going to have to bring up the whole list because I, I don't see him outside the top. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's an interesting one, Mel. It's an interesting one. All right, let's get back to this list. Oh, yeah, if y'all want to call in about the list, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call in line. Lamitra, wait a minute. She says, I don't think LVE makes the team this year. Or he can be traded. Listen, I ain't the biggest LVE fan, but. One to two things. If LVE don't make this team, Story Jackson, Aaron Hansford, you know, Jabril, these dudes look like all-stars. Or LVE looks like complete garbage, and we eventually trade him for garbage. But that is a take if ever seen one. Oh, what Professor L say? <laughs> yo, yo, y'all so wrong. Professor O, J. Loser, Freeman Mazda, the Freeman Mazda CX-50 of the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all wrong, man. Y'all wrong. All right. Let's get to number 15. Y'all better not have a problem with this, okay? Because I'm one of the guys who, who I don't really look at the special teams all crazy like that, but I felt like this guy was deserving of this spot. And, and yes... Punters are people. I'm only saying that because he was an all-pro. But punters are people this year. <laughs> they weren't people last year, two years ago to me. They punters this year, though. Brian Anger, number 15. What? Top 15? Yup. What'd Draymond say? Brian Anger not in the top 15? Nope. Brian Inger in the top 15? Yup. Brian Inger uh, all pro? Yup. Better than any punter we had in the last couple years? Yup. He led the league in net average at 44.6 yards per punt. A huge reason why was because this man also led the league in fair catches. How many times have you seen a big punt go uh, a big punt return go off on the Cowboys last year? You didn't. Because Anger wasn't letting it happen. And arguably his best game, arguably, was a time where the Cowboys offense was in a rut. We were pissed off trying to fit. We, the Giants, we only put up 21 points on the Giants. And we won 21-6. to six. He pinned them back inside the 10 four different times. When we think of special teams weapons, we often think of gunners. We think of returners. But Brian Anger is a special teams weapon. When you're all pro at your position, 
here's why I have him ranked above the Neville's and things like that. He is much better as at his position than any of the guys I have ranked below him at this moment. All pros don't get overlooked to me, and I won't overlook Brian Anger. Major, major reason in, in some of the defensive success last year, pinning guys back, letting the defense kind of get a good start. Where in comparison to years past, too many times when the offense was sputtering, we gave up major field position issues. The defense was put in a, in a bad spot. Anger didn't allow that last year. So top 15, take it or leave it. Brian Anger, sir, you're deserving. You made the list. Uh, Jarvis says, good job, Sky. Special teams matter. It matters this year. It matters every year. But I'm not going to sit here and, and, and be foo-foo with y'all. I really didn't give a damn about no punters until I saw what Brian Anger could do for the Cowboys. So I'm not going to fake the funk. I would say just sign anybody, get him out there, make sure he kick. But if you get a bad punter, it, it, we saw it, right? Chris Jones was awful his last year and a half, two years with the Cowboys. And it affected him. King Element says, I respect punters more than kickers. Anyone who's ever seen a punt live knows how beautiful and well-executed one looks. I thought one of my uh, high school classmates was going to make the league as a punter. He played at Purdue, but that didn't that never worked out. But yeah, man, punting ain't punting ain't easy. It don't get it, and it really ain't easy when you gotta go down there and tackle somebody. The fact <laughs> Hey Boogie said. <laughs> I was wondering if somebody was going to put this together. The fact that he's top 15 shows how fraud or flawed the roster is. <sighs> I still say nah. You know why? Because he was an all pro. Here, here's where it would be fraudulent or, or flawed, right? If Brian Anger was Chris Jones of four years ago, whatever it was, Chris Jones was solid. There was nothing wrong with Chris Jones until, you know, his injuries caught up with him. But he won an All-Pro. I don't think Chris Jones was was that kind of a weapon. Chris Jones ran and tackled and did all the cool things. We called him the Punisher. We don't need Brian Anger to do all those crazy things because he's excellent at what he does. He actually helps your, your defense more than Chris Jones did. So I don't think this is necessarily a bad spot, yo. I don't. Let's get to number 14. <laughs> Osa Odigizua. Appreciate you, Freddie, with the $5 donation right quick before I get into this Osa one. Super chat. He says, uh, keep grinding my dog training camp funds. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Freddie. Osa Odigizua at 14. Now, I'm going to stand on this one. This one is the only one on the entire list that I admittedly probably ranked higher because I just feel so damn good about him. You could you could say, hey, well, Sky, you kind of contradicting yourself with some of these other young players. Why is he up here? But the other ones are down there. And, you know, he hit a rookie wall. And you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm pulling this OSAP 14 thing because he just did some amazing things consistently last year. That's not the case. It's, it's just not the case. But. He was good enough to me. He was good enough to me to show me that I think personally he has more promise than every single last defensive tackle on this team. Not to knock Neville. That is not to knock Neville at all. It's just 
what they're, what they're going to ask Osa to do from a three-tech position, from a physical standpoint, from a talent standpoint, I don't know that I've seen a guy have the ability to do what I think he can do when if he reaches his ceiling, other than David Irving. And y'all might say, well, David Irving. But listen, man, when David Irving was on, he was special. He just didn't have that hunger to want to be great. I feel like Osa does. And I feel like Osa could reach that ceiling. Sometimes when we say floor ceiling, and Vaj can vouch for this, huh? Vaj vouches. When we say ceiling, we don't mean they're going to hit it. We're just saying if they do, this player can be XYZ. And if Osa does, I think he can be one of the premier three techs in this league. He has the length. He has the quickness. He can play the leverage game. Um, you know, he's strong. I think he he's a he's a five, what do you call him in baseball, y'all? A five-tool guy. You know what they call him in baseball? My apologies. My baseball analogies are very rusty. I haven't really been into baseball as much. But I look at Osa as a five-tool guy. Now, that doesn't mean he can't get better. He needs to get better against the run. But I think he can be damn good against the run. Um, he's young, so his IQ is not as high, but that comes with uh, experience. There's a new meme going around. David Irving was a dog. They talk about a player and they show a picture of a dog in their body. Got some dog in them, right? We talk about that's a, that's a that's a buzzword in Dallas. That's Osa. We want to talk about dogs. I think Osa has some of that in him too. Now he hit a wall. He, he definitely hit a wall last year. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. But he apparently, and, and I think Vot sent me the so the video, so I'm gonna go look it up or the picture. If it's a picture, I actually can look it up now. He apparently is even more rocked up. I'm gonna try to find that. But I think year two, Dan Quinn. I don't know what Grady Jerry did year two. I think his 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 big jump came year three. But I think Osa might have more tools than Grady did early on in his career. But I digress. Dan Quinn turned Grady Jarrett into a premier three tech. I dubbed Osa the Grady Jarrett for Dan Quinn's Falcons tenure. I think that's his guy. I think he's going to put him in position to do good. I think he's more versatile. He played some five tech out there last year. And I think he has more talent around him to showcase his talent, raise his talent, right? So I think Osa is going to be fantastic this year. In fact, if there was a breakout player, that is my guy. Now, I'm all for y'all saying that's a bit too high. But I'm asking anyway. Too high, too low, just about right. I got to zoom in on this picture. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hey, hey, yo, that's a defensive tackle. All right, I just wanted to see that. So I'm going to go ahead and confirm this here. I said this when I, when I went back and I'm again, I'm not trying to act like I was all in on Osa when he got picked. I told y'all the story plenty of times. I was like, why? Watch this film. I was like, oh, there's something there. And I, I compared him, not because I think he's going to be AD, but I compared him to an AD-ish type of player because they're smaller guys in that 285 range. They were rocked up dudes. 
rocked up guys use their quickness, <laughs> AD different, as their as their advantage early on. So I was like, man, he he's AD esque in the sense of he's gonna be a small three tech. He's not gonna be a guy that's that's gonna you know beat you as a three hundred forty pound or three hundred twenty pound strength dude. Now AD just different. So I'm not trying to go that route. AD is completely a different animal. But physique wise, I mean, I could put the picture up there. This dude is. I'm just saying, they kind of they kind of similar physique wise. Now I'm not saying he's gonna be the dude, but Osa Digizua, 14 on my list. How we feeling? Big stars, perfect, just right. Interesting. I like it. Adrian says he will crack the top 10 by seasons. And <clears throat> mm. Legend says, I think Osa will have seven to 10 sacks this year. Toxic says too high. Osa was just tied. I'm, but but Swain, that technically is a wall. He says Osa was just tired. I don't think it was truly a wall. I mean, that's that's what the wall is, right? You you get tired after X amount of games as a rookie because you're not used to playing those many games. Like, they play 17 games now. In college, you're playing, shoot, Osa didn't even play a whole lot because of the COVID thing, but you're playing 12 games, 13 tops. Show we straight. Okay, we so good. If, if D-Law was still there, if Randy didn't miss time, if... Neville didn't miss time. I think even Watkins missed a game or something like that. Just a lot of injuries up front that that made the Ghostins, the Osas, play a whole lot. I think if he was just a normal rotational guy to start, he wouldn't have hit that wall as much. Um, but he did, and it's cool. That's experience, right? Maybe that's why he's getting more rocked up and trying to you know get his wind up so that he can play more. And I want him to. I don't want. Here's the thing. We talked about about this before. I'm not for an entire rotation of dudes playing 30 snaps. No. You need to have one or two. <laughs> said upgrade your stream. Come on, man. Y'all know I got quality streams. Uh, let's see. So we did not connect. I have no idea if we back up. Oh, looks like we back up. How long were we out? Let me see. Shit, look like I was still going. Hold on. Let y'all get back. Oh, we good? That was strange. Don't really know what happened there. That's what happens when you don't have the, the state-of-the-art equipment. <laughs> That's what happens, man. But I got also a Diggy Zua at... Is it going out when I go here? I mean, it, it, what's I, need, I actually need my, my uh, <laughs> moderators to let me know what's going on in here. I know it's, we have fun and games, but now I need some of my, my moderators. Uh, so so now we're back okay so i'm seeing i'm live again i i don't know why it's it's doing that and it looked like it cut out we got a good enough show in here i think we're gonna end it because i don't want this to keep cutting out if we is we back 
Somebody let me, okay, somebody said I'm good now. I I would finish this list. In fact, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and finish this list. I don't know why it's, is it cutting out when I go to this right here? Check, 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 check. Let me just see something real quick. I might hear an echo. I mean, it's not really cutting out when I go here. Don't know what that was. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just get the rest of this list in here because I want to finish this so I don't have to come back to this tomorrow. So go ahead and remove this. Got Terrence Steele at 13. I don't know if y'all heard my whole Terrence Steele thing, my second cousin, but Terrence Steele at 13, Dalton Schultz at 12, and Michael Gallup at 11. I wanted to walk this thing through, but I don't want this thing to cut off again. So there's the top from 15 to 11. Let me pull up the whole thing so y'all can see this before it cut out on me again. Don't know why it's doing that. But here's the list from 20 to 11. Doris Armstrong at 20, Malik Hooker at 19, AB at 18, J. Lou at 17, Neville at 16, uh, Brian Anger at 15, Osa at 14, Terrence Steele at 13, Schultz 12, and Michael Gallup just missing the top 10 at 11. So you said y'all missed Steele. It's all good. I'm not going to try to go through it all again because I don't want it to cut out. So this is the top from 20 to 11. I don't see any issues with this. Some would argue Michael Gallup should be in the top 10. I definitely don't think Dalton Schultz is in the top 10. Terrence still could have been the one here that could have been lower or higher, depending on how high you are on Terrence still or low on Terrence still. I think he's fine. I think, in fact, I would look to extend him. And I know Osa is the one that might have been to it. If there was one person on this list that I could be like, all right, cool. Y'all want to say he should be lower, it'd be Osa. But I think by, by the time we get to about a month or so into the season, you'll be like, Shoot, he might need to be higher. Might need to be higher. So there is my rankings from 20 to 11. Let me just kind of show y'all the ones from the last two rankings. Hold up, hold up, and pull it up here. Which was 30 to 21, which was last week. I had C.J. Goodwin, Jalen Tobert, Washington, Chauncey Gosen, Basham. Tobert was one a lot of y'all said, or Washington, somebody in here was like, was crazy that he's ranked that low. I think it's fine. Tyler Biotish, Tyler Smith, the only rookie to crack the top 25. Fowler, LVE, and Dono, which earlier we had a conversation about Donovan Wilson potentially being in the top 20. Um, I don't think you could argue it over Dorrance, but I'm going to say no. And then today's list. So Antoine Swain says still at 11. Oh, here's why I was arguing still, if y'all missed this part, why I was arguing still at 13, which again, you could argue even more, is because he's really your only, he's really your only true swing tackle on the team. And I thought again, at right tackle, he was credited with zero sacks, had one game with over three pressures. It was the Raiders game. And I gave him credit for switching the left tackle and figuring it out. Now, Still was getting beat up over there, especially early on, but I thought he figured it out a little bit. So I think from a value standpoint, Terrence Steele, this is great for Terrence Steele. He has the ability to climb higher, actually, by season's end. If I had to pick any player on this roster, like to say a for sure thing to be ranked higher, I actually got Terrence Steele. Because if you're a quality tackle in this league, your value goes up. So I got him at 13.
And, and we're going to go ahead and rock. I mean, I don't know if this thing is still. It sounds like y'all still cracking jokes in here. So I'm not sure if it's messing up. But I'm going to go ahead, get to the chat. I would say get to the chat, but it's just all internet jokes. Sky's internet's powered by hamster wheels. Sky got the Kyrie internet. I don't feel like it today. But if y'all got questions or comments on the, the full list uh, from 11 to 20, let me know. And we'll get to those. And we're going to wrap this thing up in literally about two minutes because I don't know what happened to the net. So, uh, D. Shift Fowler's better than Armstrong. Kind of, I personally think that too. But I to be fair, I'm going with the trajectory. Fowler's technically is either leveled out or on the downside. But I think he'll have a career year. Not a career year, a career reviving year. And Dorrance was on the way up. That's why I had him ranked above him. But I think I'm with you. I think Fowler, from a talent standpoint, is better. Uh, TC915, Brown is better than 14, 15, 16, 17. 14, 15. What? Brian Anger is an all-pro. Sorry. Yeah, old side. I'll give you that. Neville. Mm. Okay, it's arguable. It ain't as crazy as you're saying. It ain't as crazy as you're saying. Jarvis Dante over Dorrance. Dalton at 12 feels right. I agree. I don't think he's top 10. Lemetra said, I owe y'all five more minutes. This is your five more minutes right here. Uh, top 10 includes six offensive players and four defensive players. Yeah, the top 10 is obviously now easy to know who's going to be there. It's just a matter of where. And I'm still debating on that. I'm looking at the list right now. I'm probably going to move a couple guys around. Um, is Terrence still... Still on his rookie contract. When can we sign him? Yes, CJ Richards. He is, but technically they can sign him to an extension now. And here's why, because he was unrestricted free agent. So their contracts are a bit different. You can you can look to extend them after two years, which he's a guy we talked about early in this offseason who would be next to get that early extension. If I'm Dallas, I look at Terrence Steele and be like, yo, got a couple dollars for you. I'm very curious where Dak lands. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for the next episode. Dak Ball Z. Still can catch touchdowns. <laughs> Saw somebody had a question about who's my favorite something. Who's my favorite? Oh, that's interesting. Who's my favorite cowboy right now? Favorite Cowboy? I don't think I have a, a like a favorite. At one point when I was younger, it was Des Bryant because he just had that that just attitude and, and play about him that I liked. I don't. I can honestly say I don't think I have a favorite Cowboy. It's a good question. Something I to think about because and if you got to think about it, do you really have a favorite one? I don't think I do. If I had to say to be Micah, but that's kind of cheap, which is why I said what I said because Micah comes from my hometown and things like that. So. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd say Micah Parsons. I'll say Micah Parsons. Uh, favorite Cowboys, Micah. My favorite, everybody's saying Micah, which is, again, everybody's favorite is probably Micah right now. And, and that's kind of biased on my end, but that's about the only answer I got right now in regards to favorite. And if you're talking about all time, it is Michael Irvin, Joe. It is Mike. D. Shift says healthy. Tyron Smith is top three. Stay tuned. That list tomorrow is going to be fun. All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and head out. I mean, it seemed like the connection corrected itself. Not really sure. I did get a uh, 
message from, I think it was AT&T. So I'll hit him up when I'm done with this to make sure we good for later. But it looked like it corrected itself, so we should be good to go. Make sure y'all tune in later on today uh, on the volume. I'll be, we'll be back, granted, if everything works, right? We'll be back for that. And if you would please do so, hit that like button, share this content, subscribe if you haven't. And you're still, te- you know, skeptical about subscribing. Look around, check out the rest of the videos. I promise y'all we give y'all some quality content on this channel. And share it with your friends, family, and foes so that they can check out some quality Cowboys content. Oh, later tonight, Mo will be back. Mo's been holding it down um, during this entire absence in regards to Cowboys content on the prime time. So hit up Mo about 8 p.m. ish, even though he's more on time than I am, with Mo Mauricio Rodriguez, A to Z Sports Primetime. I'll be back tomorrow for the top 10, and I'll also reveal the entire top 40 players so y'all can see if other players need to be ranked higher or lower. And hopefully it goes well tomorrow. So with that said, y'all, I'm going to press this button and get up out of here before I get cut off again. I don't know what's happening. Also hit up A to Z Sports. A to Z Sports Dallas.com. And shout out to our sponsor, Freeman Mazda Hyundai. We appreciate y'all too. We appreciate y'all too. See y'all tomorrow. We out of here.